0: What is the real reason that we have problems in our relationships, in our marriage, and in our lives? Let's talk about it. Hey, 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 Charisma here. Welcome back. If you are new around here, hello. Today we're talking about what is the real reason that we're having problems in our relationships, in our marriage, and mainly our personal relationships. And today I have a special guest on the show. His name is Liam Naden, and he is going to help us sort of unpack this while we're having these problems and how we can solve them. Welcome to the show, Liam.
1: Hi, Charisma. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, so awesome to have you on. So share a little bit about what you do and who you are with us.
1: Okay, well, mainly I what I help people do is to figure out how to really get what they want in their life. In other words, live the life they're supposed to be living and overcome frustration, stress problems, because none of those things are actually a natural part of life. And we can talk about why that is. Shortly, but what I show people is how really to use their brain in a way that makes their life work for them in a much better way. And I have a have a theme, if you like, called Let Yourself Off the Hook. And what let yourself off the hook means is to stop trying to make your life work, stop trying to solve your problems by forcing, by stress and struggle, because all of that does is keep you stuck. And instead, what you need to do is you need to allow what What is your natural creative energy to flow through you? Because when you do that, you actually, on a physical level, activate a different part of your brain, and that almost effortlessly leads and guides you down the right path to getting everything that you want and solving all your problems.
0: Wow, fascinating. You've, you're also an author as well. Uh, share a little bit about the books that you've written.
1: Well, I've written books on... Um, on, particularly to do what we're talking about today, I guess, marriage and relationships. And I, I've written a 20-book series called Growing in Love for Life, which is about how to really uncover and solve the problems in your marriage, whether it be communication or even facing divorce. And I've also written my main book on relationships. is called Marriage Uncounseling, which is an alternative approach to counselling to really Get your relationship back on track by again what we're going to talk about, which is understanding what's the real cause of the problems in your relationship and in your life, and it's it's different to what most people realize.
0: Hmm. Interesting and fascinating, and you know, I'm very excited to get in this topic because. More and more where, you know, come myself, I've gone through a divorce. So I know what it's like when, when, you know, the the relationship no longer works for whatever reason. And then there's people that we may know that's also there's issues or problems in a marriage that may lead to divorce. And then in the news, we're constantly hearing about celebrities or well-known individuals that after 18, 25 years, They're no longer, you know, want to continue to work at the marriage or they they file for divorce. So let's get into what is the real reason that our relationships aren't working, like how it used to, you know, years ago when our grandparents were together for 50 years and more.
1: Well, I guess that's one thing you could really question straight off. Was it any better for our grandparents? Did they stay together for 50 years for for reasons other than pure love, and you know, the further back you go, and you you realize that marriage was really more of a social or a, a a societal contract for survival and security. It wasn't so much to do with love, but of course, in t- today's world, we have these much higher expectations about what a marriage should be. We don't just want someone to have children with and you know have a, a nice, comfortable life. We want someone to to love and to love us and to really have a passionate, exciting intimate life journey with so our expectations are so much higher and i think that's one of the reasons why many people end their relationship is because it's not giving them it's not meeting their expectations so if we come down to the question so i think that's one reason why relationships are, are, are ending and you you really have to ask yourself actually is it such a bad thing you know why is we have this belief this expectation that that you have to stay in a relationship for the for all your life and if you don't stay in it or if it if it somehow doesn't last then you're the problem it's your fault you're a failure you've done something wrong you know you haven't worked at it hard enough it, so where have we got all these ideas from well again it's all come from ideas and expectations a lot of it through the media that, you know, when you're successful, when you can look back on your life and say, I've overcome all these problems in my relationship, and I have a wonderful relationship, and here I am on the on the porch with my grandchildren around me, and life is wonderful. That's not reality, but it's an image and an expectation that we've all been, you know, drilled into our mind through watching films and, and um, you know, the media to, to tell us that's the way we should live. But is that really a realistic or even a, a good thing? Because if two people are no longer in love with each other, well, they're simply not in love with each other. You know, it's a little bit like sometimes I say things to people like, well, you know, if you have you had more than one job in your life, I said, yeah, I've had a few. Okay, so you were working in a job and you went into that job with high expectations and you gave it of your best and you really wanted it to work out, but after a while you realized it was no longer working out for you and you you know you're putting in all this effort and you just thought this is no longer right for me. It's not helping me. It's not, it's not me being at my best. It's not helping the other people around me. I'll just go and get another job. Now, you don't do that and say to yourself, I'm a failure for leaving that job and going and getting another one. You just say it was no longer right for me. I did my best. It was great at the time. I learned a lot. I helped other people. I made a difference. But it's no longer right for me. But somehow with relationships, we've got this into our head that if it's no longer right for us then there's something wrong with us and we need to make it right and sometimes that's just not possible it's not realistic and it's not fair on anybody and it doesn't it, it really doesn't bring out the best in the people involved
0: mm-hmm. and what would you say to a couple or someone who may be struggling with their marriage for whatever reason that they've tried and they realize, okay, it's not going to work, but we have kids. Because a lot of people stay together because of, especially young kids, they stay together Mm -hmm. for kids, for the kids, right? What would you say to someone like that?
1: Well, the reason people stay together because of the children is, or, or should I say, staying together because of the children is one of a number of reasons why people stay in a relationship that they really shouldn't stay in. And the reason they stay is because of this big thing, and, and it's really the under, it comes down to the topic, the underlying, the real cause of all problems. And that reason that they stay and that it, and it creates all the problems is fear. They're afraid of what they think might happen to their children if they split up. So because they've read all these stories about, oh, you know, people who come, children who come from broken homes, they 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 end up a mess and, you know, their lives aren't don't work out well and we're not setting a good example to our children and and it's it's really going to be harmful to if we split up but you know all of the research and certainly all of my experience too working with people in various situations and and as you know I, i i do a lot of work and have done a lot of work with couples and relationships all of the research and everything that i've seen shows that in reality two parents not living together or breaking up and then for not living together does not have a negative effect on the children per se. What has a negative effect is the attitude of those two people, of the two parents. And often there are there are many, many children who are far more harmed when they're brought up by two parents who aren't in a happy, loving relationship, where there's conflict in the in the in the home and when they where they can feel that the two parents just aren't getting on. But the most important but the really big reason why, and this is why I want to talk about what I really would say to people who are considering divorce or splitting up, but they're worried about the effect it might have on their children. Your children are going to be fine if you are fine. And think about this. If one of your children was in your situation, say, if you had a child who's 10 or 11 years age, imagine they're 20 years older or 10 years older, and they come to you and say, dad or "Mum." You know, I'm in this marriage and I'm not happy, but I'm worried about the the effect that it that it might have on our children. Or I I don't know what to do. I don't know what's going to happen to me or or happen in the future. Now, what you would say, the advice you would give to your children if they were one of your children, if they're in that situation, is don't be afraid. Don't be worried. You are a great person. Your life will turn out great. You know, okay, this didn't work out for you. You've made mistakes. Your husband or wife has made mistakes that's life but you're still a good person and you'll find someone else who'll be even better for you and don't worry about your children because what your children want more than anything is for you to be happy and when they see that you are being happy and you're not being held back by your fears that's the example that's the lesson you're going to teach them about how they should live their life don't be afraid don't worry about what other people think you are the most important you're a special person and you deserve the best and if you're not experiencing the best where you are, you need to be honest and move on. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That's uh, sound advice
0: uh, because we do hear a lot about, you know, when children come from broken homes that it is very impactful to their lives and to their future. I mean, that can happen to, I mean, it does happen, but not everyone that comes from a broken home, you know, end up on drugs or in some, some destitute uh, situation, So I do appreciate that advice.
1: Well, well, the thing is, and I think this is so important, and it it highlights something, where do we get these ideas from? Where Mm -hmm. do we get this idea that so many children are harmed from broken homes? I mean, I think if you were to actually ask most people, you know, if someone was thinking about making that statement, oh, but but aren't a lot of children badly affected in a broken home when their parents split up? And if you said to them, where did you find – show me – Where you learned that information from, they'd Mm say, oh, it's just something I heard. Isn't that what everybody knows? I I, I thought that's just the way it was. They couldn't actually pinpoint to you where they got that information from and whether it's Mm -hmm. true. And so many other things to do with relationships are just the same. They're these myths, these ideas that we've come up with that aren't true. Another Mm -hmm. one is that no relationship is perfect. Why? why can't a relationship be perfect? I know of people in perfect relationships who have a great time. You know, you have to work on a relationship. That's another one, another complete myth. Why do you have to work on a relationship? When you first get into a relationship with someone, do you think it's work? Are you working on it? No, you're just enjoying yourself. You're having fun. And the people in great relationships, that's what they do. They don't work on their relationship. They just enjoy being there and they just do the relationship. You know, so so many of these ideas that we've got and that of course you know if you want to figure out why we've got these ideas well there's 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 a certain benefit in people giving you these ideas because then you might spend some money <laughs> to, uh, to solve <laughs> the problem when a problem doesn't necessarily exist
0: right so what would you say to someone who is looking say for example a man who's looking to getting to a long-term relationship? leading to marriage? What would you say to him in this climate of everything is so charged? You know, the modern women today, they have a lot of, to me, unexpected re- expectations, unrealistic expectations of the man or what they want from the man that they want to be with. And men are, you know, they have their own set of expectations. What would you say to a man who's actually looking for a long-term relationship?
1: Well, I think the important thing is to work on yourself and say, what sort of person do I really want to have as a partner? And in addition, maybe to how they look or, or whatever it is, but what are their attitudes? In other words, what's their outlook on life? And what are they? And this just this goes beyond, you know, what they're interested in, their hobbies or, or their career or what or, or whatever. But it's really what, what the way they see the world. And here's the thing. If you decide as a man, or even as a woman, that you want somebody who's not into drama, who's not into complexity, who's not into making a big deal out of things, and who's not into pain and and holding on to hurt. And, you know, there are people like that. There are people who have great and people in great relationships. For instance, one person makes a mistake. Well, what is it? It's a mistake. So the other says, oh, you made a mistake. Hey, no big deal. Everybody makes mistakes. Life's great, let's just get on with it. Forget it. Let's we don't need to dwell on it and analyze it and go into therapy on it. And I don't need to hold onto all this hurt that you have offended me or you have hurt me in some way. You know, let's just have a great life. Now, if you as a man believe or want a woman like that, a no-drama person, a person who's a real go-getter, and I'm just using an example, obviously, because you everyone wants something different. But if you want somebody who is really great to be around fun, doesn't put pressure on you, is a real go-getter, listens to you, truly cares about you, then be clear about that and then say to yourself, what sort of person do I need to be to attract that sort of person into my life? So I need to be a non-drama person. So if somebody comes along and says, hey, take notice of me and they're into drama, see you later sorry not for me bye okay so you become the person that reflects or that's going to be attractive to the sort of person that you want and you have to know that whatever ever person that you want does exist so instead of saying oh all women are full of drama or you know everyone's complicated or we live in this world where everybody's stressed and there's so many bad things going on if you don't want to believe that if that doesn't if that's not going to help you be a better person then why would you believe it? Because everything is perception. There are people out there who aren't like that. There are people out there who have great lives without all the drama and the stress and the and the the complexity. So if you want to have a life like that, be that sort of person, and the and that other person will show up.
0: So, in other words, be that person that you want to attract, because you know yeah, sure. there is this this um, belief that we attract who we are. So if we want someone who's like you said non-drama, not making a big deal about things, but yet we're, we're kind of into drama. That's who we're going to attract. We're going to attract the people who are going to create the drama, create the chaos, and it's not going to be a peaceful, uh, you know, uh, cohabitive relationship. So that's, uh, that makes sense. And what about the woman, the modern women today, they not, when I say I'm generalizing now, but when you go on social media or you see things posted and women are being interviewed, they have these expectations along the lines of they want a man that's six feet tall. He has six a six pack and he's making six figures and, and above. And to me, that's not always realistic. What would you say to a woman who has those ideals in her mind that she wants a man that has those minimum, those three things? what would you say to her?
1: Well, if that's what she wants, that's what she wants. I I don't think that's really what any woman wants. It's what they think they want. And of course, people's opinion is shaped by social media. So if you want to be an individual thinker, if you want to know what you really want, if you want to know what's really going to make you have a truly happy, successful and fulfilling life and successful relationship, then one of the first things you should stop doing is being influenced by social media and by what what society is telling you, you, you should have and what your expectations should be. You know, become an individual. I mean, how many individuals are there out there? How attractive are people who are individuals who aren't interested in what they're supposed to have or, you know, they're a lot deeper than that. They think about who they really are. They they know who they really are. They know what's important to them. And they believe that they can have a life based on those values and, and those beliefs and those things that, they enjoy and that are are important to them so if you just say well this is what all men are like you really need to question you know what's giving who is telling you that because it's all in your mind it's all perception because you if you walk out the front door and really look you're going to see that all men aren't like that Mm -hmm. So so true so true And that is the truth about most of us, about most things. We don't really know why we do things. We don't really know mm. why we have problems in our relationship. We think we do, and we can spend years trying to figure it out, but we don't really know. They're just they're just theories and ideas as to why things are the way they are, but we don't really know. And the other thing that really struck me was she said, I made this promise. Well, you know, I'm sorry to say, how many people – are in a lot of pain because they're holding on to this idea that they made a promise and they can't give up on it. They can't change their mind. But But that really doesn't make any logical sense because you can make a promise at a particular time because you believe with the information you have at that time that you're making the best decision. But if other information comes along, if circumstances change, then holding on to some words that you said at a certain time in a certain place, with a certain set of circumstances that have all changed, holding on to that, just because you have this fear and belief that that you shouldn't change it, and you think there are bad things might happen to you if you do change. If you break your promise, what might happen? People will say to you, you're a failure. You broke your promise. You're a bad person. All these fears again. But it doesn't make any logical sense, does it? If you're harming yourself, if you're harming other people, just because you've hung on to some an idea that you thought was right at a, at a different time, but is no longer right, that's not helping anybody.
0: Mm-hmm. I think the challenge is with the revelation that they haven't been together for seven years, that they've pretended in public. Now, I am not one for sharing all of your personal business in, to anyone, but these, these are two individuals who are you know, people look up to, they're very well known in the public sphere in Hollywood and so on. So they pretended that they were still together for the last seven years. And I think Mm -hmm. this is what people have a hard time. Most people, as far as my understanding, people understand, people have problems, they have issues in their relationships. It's not the easiest thing, you know, there's ups and downs and so on, but yet to pretend, that you were together, living together, still in a cohesive marriage with whatever problems that's happening, pretended for the last seven years. I think people have a problem with that. Yes, out of curiosity. Yes, out of some, maybe out of just being judgmental. But I think fundamentally, people are wondering, okay, you guys are just like any any other person in a relationship with ups and downs. Why keep it a secret? Why pretend that you and Will were together for the last seven years? Even on that show, you saw the clip. I apologize for the, the technical difficulties with the video, it's a little bit grainy. But when she went on a show a year after they separated, and she was asked, like, how do you keep you know marriage juicy or spicy? and she She didn't lead lead to the fact, well, Will and I are going through some problems now or challenges and we're not together, we're separated. She pretended that, you know, everything was fine. So I think that's where people are having the problem. Why pretend?
1: Well, why do people do anything? They do what they think is right at the time. You know, they try and protect themselves and the ones they love. And maybe by sharing with the world they're having with having problems, Maybe they're going to have the full force of the paparazzi and all the media coming down on them and analysing everything and picking their lives apart. And I don't know if they have children or whatever, but they have other family members. Maybe they didn't want that, you know. And would you want that if you are in that situation? Admitting that, you know, exposing what what essentially is nobody's business anyway. I mean, why should why do you have to tell the truth about your private life to anybody? It's none okay. of anyone else's business.
0: I get you. I hear where you're coming from. So why now? Why talk about it now? And I have an answer for that. I have an answer for that, but I want to hear what you have to say. Why now? Seven years you've lived a facade. You've, you've, you've lived something in public. That's not actually true. Okay. For whatever reason, why now? Why are you telling the truth now?
1: Oh, because that, you're gonna it, it...
0: you you're gonna have the same Paparazzi. You're going to stir up more curiosity now after the fact, seven years that you've lived apart more now than if a year into it said, "Hey, will and I, we're separated. We're going through some stuff if you want to share it if or if it became known, but they lent, they went through for the last seven years extra measure to keep it a secret. Mm-hmm. They would still show up together at events together all of the events there were be like embracing loving couple like they went full force out to keep this thing a secret. So my question is why now?
1: Well, I don't know but maybe they've decided that they can cope with it now or that um, you know that they couldn't cope with it before or they decided they were going down the wrong wrong track by keeping it a secret and it's not such a big deal. I mean, if, if we're talking about why people tell lies, and and how terrible it is that people tell lies, and they should always tell the truth, and particularly people in authority or people we look up to, well, don't you think that probably ninety nine percent of people are going to be guilty? How many people are really honest? Look at all the politicians in the world, but look oh, yeah, at people yeah. in yeah. general. If you've got <laughs> people coming to you in all sorts of pressure, you know, why should you tell other people what isn't essentially any of their business anyway? So, maybe now they've decided, again, I think really it's not really that relevant because I think you know what keeps people stuck in their life, and I'm in the business of helping people get unstuck. And one of the things people need to realize is if you really want to live your life and you want to be happy and and live to your highest potential, which is what you're here for. And you don't want to be spending your life with problems and stress and you want to have enough money to do all the things that you can wake up in the morning being excited by, you need to do something different to what most people are doing because there are very few people like that there are very few people who are living to their full potential who are happy and excited about their life and who aren't bogged down with problems and stress all the time so you need to figure out what they're doing and the the sad part is and when when i coach people with this they start to see this is that most people are doing what every every sorry i'll say that again what most people are doing what everyone else is doing only because everyone else is doing it. So well everyone else is analyzing the the, the personal lives of um, celebrities and everyone else is following all that so I'll do it. They don't even think about it. That's what they're doing. And that's just an example. So many you know everyone else is watching the news everyone else is worried about what's going on. everybody else is doing all of these things but is anyone are all those other people are they happy? Is it working for them? Is it helping them in their life? And you've really got to start questioning. You know, if I maybe I need to do something different to what everyone else is doing because if I don't, I'm going to get the same result as everyone else. I'm going to go down that track of stress and not and and not and feeling that the world's you know got all these problems in a bad place and me not really having as good a life as I could.
0: Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Makes sense. So I'm there's a follow up. Uh clip to it and where she's sort of changing her original story a little bit. I want you to take a listen to this. Hopefully- and um, I think just like we were talking about, I think there's
2: so many of us who, you know, hold so much, mm-hmm. you know, specifically yeah. women and feeling like we're going to be criticized. Yeah. We're going to be anything judge. You can't say anything. Judged, can't yeah. say anything. Yeah. And the beautiful part about it is like the whole, this whole journey as difficult as it's been, has just brought Will and I closer in such an authentic way. You know, instead of trying to be a thing, it's like just tearing all that down and finding what's true between us. Wow. And it's been beautiful. It's been difficult. It's been difficult. But beautiful. Because
3: one thing people were really still concerned about or confused about really was, okay, hang on. They've been divorced in theory, but not on paper. Yes. They've been... They were not together, together but, but kind of pretended they were together. So I had trouble articulating right. exactly why that was. So now that you've had
2: more time, right? why was that? We really needed time to get solidified yeah. because at the end of the day, Will and I love each other. Yeah. You know, we had to really figure out what we, what we wanted before we went into the world to say what was going on because we were in such, you know, we were just kind of in this very fragile place. And so now we're just super solid. Yeah. And so now I can actually talk about what the journey has been.
3: So Will talked to the New York Times or gave a statement, and this is what he says. Uh, We'll put it up on the screen. This is from the Times itself. The memoir Will Smith said in an email kind of woke him up. She'd lived the life more on the edge than he had realized, and that she is more resilient, clever, and compassionate than he'd understood. And this is the quote. When you've been with someone for more than half your life he wrote a sort of an emotional blindness sets in and all you can do uh and you can all too easily lose your sensitivity to their hidden nuances and subtle beauties did it sounds like an emotional blindness he didn't see you is that kind of what it was that he
2: he... i think yeah that's so universal in relationships he didn't see me and i didn't see him right and so we kind of had to go our separate ways to see each other You Um, know, because uh when you're in a relationship and you're kind of just pulling at that person to be something for Mm -hmm. you, you refuse to see Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. And so we had to go our separate ways Mm -hmm. to really look at ourselves and see the blocks that we had in order to find a way back. It's like we are in a place now that we are in a deep healing space and we are really concentrating on healing the relationship between us. So... It may not be the divorce on paper anymore. There's
3: no divorce on paper. I mean, not on paper. There might not be a divorce in theory anymore. Yeah,
2: no. We really have been working hard. Oh,
3: see? Okay. So the well, process. I didn't. <laughs> that we got, the we might, I was trying to take, Well, I, wait, I wait, wait, wait. totally
2: missed that on the whole. That, that's right. the whole show. So wait,
3: so wait. Just so I'm 100 percent clear, you were divorced, not on right. paper, we, but now we might be a point where we're back together. We
2: are working very hard. At bringing our relationship, yes, bringing our relationship to back, together. Back to a marriage again. Back to a life partnership. Yes, because okay. here's the thing about husband wife marriage for me, yeah, for yeah, my healing yeah. process. I came into that with very specific ideas, right? Very specific ideas that were blocks to me just seeing yeah. Will as who he is. Yeah. He can't be this perfect idealized yeah. yes. husband. Yes, of course. I have to be able to accept him for the human that he is. He yes, accepts me here. for the human that I am and we want to love each other there.
3: Okay, so you might like live in the same house and have the same... Yeah.
2: Okay, well, hold it. that's the only re- part. That's the only well, part in the special well, that I felt like got okay. lost. Well, guess was like, hold what? Hold it is found. We found <laughs> it today. We found it today.
3: Jada.
0: There you have it. Any final thoughts on that?
1: <laughs> well, you know, t- what I see is two people going through a particular life journey or two individual life journeys, and whatever's going on. There's what's going on, and there's their analysis of what they think, why things are going on. Now, those two things aren't necessarily the same. So in other words, something can be happening in your life, and you can think, well, this is why, and this is what it means, but it, it might not be that. It might be something different. But I think that the um, that's what I see. But the, the trap, of course, is when people start saying, this is what marriage is about, or this is and in, in, in other words start to transfer their own experience to say well all marriages are like this so in other words we're going through we went through the struggle because everyone goes through a struggle and i think we need to be really careful and, and realize that your relationship as we said at the beginning about you know how would you find the ideal man or woman it's all about yourself you've got to say well what works for me what what things would I like to have in a relationship? And above all, what rules do I have to get rid of? Because the more rules I have, the more pain I'm going to create. This has to happen for me to be happy. This has to happen in a relationship. You know, as I say in my my coaching, let yourself off the hook. You know, allow your life to, to go in an easier way. Know that good things are going to happen and your relationship will work out the way it's supposed to. And that might be being with somebody for a while, for a long time, or it might be being with someone for a short while. But it's that's how it really works, rather than trying to force all these things to happen and analyze forever. You know, how many people do we know who've been in therapy or counseling? That's why I call my book Marriage Uncounseling. The more you focus on analysis, the more confusing things become.
0: Wonderful. It's been great having you on the show today. Um, Share with us where our audience can find you and connect with you.
1: Well, everything's on my website, which is simply my name, liamnaden.com. I've got a lot of, uh, I've got a marriage and relationships podcast called Growing in Love for Life. I've got coaching programs and also all of this other stuff that I've alluded to about how to really get what you want in your life is also on my website as well.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Liam, for being here today. And Thank as you always, welcome. Oh, you're welcome. And as always, you know, I love to hear from you in the comments below, wherever you're watching or listening to this podcast. Share with me your thoughts on what you think is the real reason that we have so many problems in our relationships and in our lives today. And do follow Liam at his, his handle on social media and support him as well. It's been a pleasure and as always, until next time, take care and bye for now.